0: Welcome to another episode of It's Not About You with Jamal, Marianne, and Cousin Todd, founding member of the ADHD Rocks Podcast Network.
1: Hey, everybody, how's it going? Welcome to another edition of It Is Not About You. I mean, you, you, sorry, always. Uh, it's not about you. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Well, hi. Uh, It is, uh, man, it is January 17th on a Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I am very psyched about this show. Actually, I'm all kinds of emotion on this show. But before we talk about my feelings, let's talk about the people on the show who I get to share my feelings with who makes therapy that much cheaper, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) First of all, um, coming in at Coming in at uh fifty some odd years old. I can't tell you how much she weighs because that's none of our fucking business. Um <laughs> but she's very funny. <laughs> but she's very funny, and I adore her a lot. Please, ladies and gentlemen, welcome our our, our host, one of our hosts, Marianne Riley. Yeah. Ew. Wave that I wave that Irish flag. <laughs> um, <laughs> and um Coming in at, I don't know how tall he is. I think I'm taller than, I think I'm a little bit taller than I would say maybe 5'10 and
0: change. I'm 5'10, yeah.
1: Okay, Uh, he won't lie about that. Uh, 5'10 and change, Um, I will not guess his weight either because I'm not winning a car after this, but ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) please welcome Cousin Todd, the 206 geek.
0: Yeah, that would be me, yes, thank you. I, I I am officially fluffy, let's put it that way.
2: Not yes, the he's... medium fluffy,
1: but the weight fluffy. You guys are in the same weight class.
0: Yeah, I I, th- I think I'm, I might be a little yeah. bigger than the actual fluffy guy, but you know. Really? Because I think he's lost some weight. But yeah.
3: Mm.
2: Maybe, maybe. Well,
0: either way.
2: But tomato, tomato. I can't,
0: tomato. I can't go on some rides at Disneyland in Universal. So that's the important thing. To remember.
2: <laughs> so let's talk.
3: Uh, okay.
2: Let's talk about okay. Jamal, we, we were just talking off air. Yes. And Jamal is fired up about something. I am equally fired up about something else else that I need to get off my chest. But I wanna talk about mm, which one do you want to do you wanna go first, Jamal?
1: No, we can talk about your thing first.
2: Okay. I well okay, I want you guys This is a situation that happened yesterday on Martin Luther King Jr. Day, okay?
3: Yeah.
2: That has zero really to do with the story other than timing. So yesterday, my husband, if if you guys that that don't know, this is, I feel like of all the things that I've ever talked about on our show, I think this is the one that I feel is like, like deeply the most personal that I'll get the most clap back for.
3: Okay. I love
2: to play bingo, okay? I said it. I love <laughs> bingo. It was something that was handed down by mine and cousin Todd's grandmother. Yes. She used to take to, to bingo when we were kids. My mom, I used to go with my mom. It's just a family tradition, okay? I love my I love me some big bingo! <laughs> bingo! <laughs> yesterday, so yesterday, because it was MLK Day the place that i like to go play bingo they had a special that they were going to have 16 balls that if you bingoed on that number you got besides your regular payout you got an additional $750
3: Ooh. so
2: you could imagine this this pulled out so yeah if, if potentially the bingo just a regular bingo could have been over $1000 nice easily like $1250 i should start playing bingo so yeah and so I went, and not only did I go, but I um, asked my, my ex-husband, his girlfriend slash kind of wife. They're like, they're like a couple. They've, they've been together a long term, right? And I invited her and my pregnant sister-in-law to come to bingo with us. Well, the ex-husband's girlfriend, Gail, and if anybody's ever watched the Truth or Drink, you've seen me and you know, Truth or Drink exes. Mm-hmm. Ann Gale. This is the gal that went with us. So she met us here at the house and we drove over together. Well, at the bingo hall that we go to, there is a separate line for disabled, the handicapped line. And not only do you have, and there's a sign that says this is for handicapped, this is for disabled people. And in order to use that line, they have a blue card, like a player's card that you always have to use a player's card to, to buy into your bingo, but they have, you have to have a blue colored card which shows everybody that that's your handicap. That, and I, it can't just be, Oh, I'm handicapped. Like you have to have a legitimate doctor's uh, status that says you're handicapped. Right. And for anybody who knows, they know that my husband is a disabled vet. Romeo right. is a disabled right. vet. He he was injured in, in the Navy. So we're standing in the line and we get done. And and uh, then, you know, I pay for ours. And then Gail, I show her what she needs to buy. And we turn around and there is this five foot six, five foot five, five foot six, White man, male, probably in his, I would say, early seventies, late sixties, early seventies. Okay. Okay. Um, Very, you know, not overweight. He's very fit looking. I mean, very trim. And he proceeds to yell at me about how dare you stand in this line? You're not handicapped. You have no business being in this line. To which I looked at him and I was like no, I'm not. I said, my husband's handicapped. He has no business being in this line. Why are you oh. guys in this line? And I went, baby, oh.
3: show him your
2: card. And Romeo, he's not aware of what's going on. He's sitting there trying to get his stuff. And he turns around and he shows the blue card. And then this guy proceeds to yell at me, you have no... Oh, so he's, ha- oh he's handicapped? Really? He's handicapped? You have no business being in this line. And yelling at me. To which I said, He's my husband. We're paying together. Of course I'm in this line with him. Yeah. Go, That's ridiculous. You, what do you expect me to go stand in the other line? Pay, stand here with him, pay for him, then go stand in the other line. Are you out of your mind? I said, no. And I said, who the hell are you? Are you the line monitor? This is none of your concern business. <laughs> and he sits there and he continues to yell at me and berate me. Right. And not letting it go. You have no business. You have no business being in this line. You guys, you don't belong in this line. You shouldn't be. And and I was like, and this this other woman steps in, and I thought the way she started talking at first, she looks at me, she goes, Oh no, I bet you guys are part in the handicap too. And I said, oh. Yes, we are. I said, He has a blue placard. He's a disabled veteran. What part of this are you guys not understanding? And she goes, she goes, she looks at me, she goes, Yeah, she goes honey i hope you win big and then she looks at the guy and she goes i hope you lose your ass and walks away <laughs> and i didn't realize that she was somebody who was actually coming in debt to, to to defend i'm glad me, someone right? did yeah. yeah and this guy kept yeah. berating me and at this point like okay again i said my husband is just he's handicapped okay he has multiple knees and back well his back has been very very you know, we we got the MRI results. He's got three blown discs in his back. They want to do surgery. I mean, it's bad, bad. Mm. And it was flared up. And he goes, we talked about it afterwards. He goes, you know, he goes, I would have stuck around and helped defend you. He goes, but I knew you were fine on your own. And he goes, as soon as that guy started yelling at you, I knew, <laughs> I, I, the only thing I can think of is, this man has no idea who he's talking to,
3: does yeah. he? He's yeah.
0: about
2: yep. to around and man. find out is what he's going to
0: do. I'm glad so I he, wasn't he, there. <laughs> Because <laughs> I would have gone off on him.
2: Well, hold on. So he continued to yell at me, and finally he got called up to the counter. Then he starts berating the woman, the cashier, and I said, no, this is bullshit. I said, you are not going to talk to people this way. I said, you have no business. You have no idea who you're talking to, and you will not talk to us this way. And I said, I need a manager over here right now. Right now. I need a manager, and I went to go find one. And they finally, and I told this this one floor worker, and she goes, we'll get you a manager. Well, I didn't know that the manager was actually – on the other, one of the other cash registers and she was having some issues so she couldn't come over and intercede. So this guy pays for his stuff, he leaves and there's some stairs. He walks past my husband and gal, faster than, walks faster than they can and mm-hmm. then runs up the fucking stairs. Did I say run? He ran up the fucking stairs. Like he was loping uh... up those stairs. Wow. And I'm like, and you're disabled, Jesus Christ! My husband couldn't make it up the fucking stairs. If you know, he would. But we're gonna take about about half an hour to make this shit happen, okay? So, then, so then the the manager finally talked to me and said, and I told him, I said this was clearly one of those guys that was one of those entitled white men projecting. who thinks that they can talk to people this way. And he kept telling me. And it wasn't until last night long after all this had happened and she said that they would talk to him, blah 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 that I it hit me and I was like he might as well have been yelling at us you can't drink from this water fountain do not drink from this
0: you're <sighs> not a yeah okay
1: so that that was gonna that be
0: exactly that, I felt.
1: that was gonna be the question I was gonna ask did you feel there was some kind of racial uh like uh what's How the word dare, I'm, Black yeah, man. kind of like racial connotation to the a yeah. black
2: man, with two white women standing this line.
0: Yeah,
1: I mean know,
2: like he can't he can't berate some black man on the street, but he can because you're not you're not
3: disabled, you're not, disabled. You're not disabled.
0: I hate you're disabled. people like that. Yeah, he also sounds he also sounds like one of those assholes who are. Are uh, are are projecting their insecurities. Like he he himself is not disabled. So so for him to be able to get in the door on in that line, he's finding the person he saw. he could, you know, make it look like they're the ones, you know, who are breaking the rules. Well,
3: right. Actually,
1: actually, I look at him as mentally disabled because you cannot talk the way you fucking talk. I mean, enough enough. Now here's the thing. Disability doesn't have to be physical. Like yeah, that that thing I was going to say, he doesn't have to have crutches. So not for nothing, if I'm in a, if I'm in that line, and I'm a disabled vet, and somebody who looks able-bodied, you don't know what the fuck their
0: story is. In fact,
1: you know, yeah. or, instead, or instead, what instead, what he could have done is he could have been like, hey man, um, you served, like created a like a conversation. Hey, yeah. hey, did you serve? Yeah, man, I served in the Navy. This And then he would have gotten a lot more better. He could have been yeah. like, oh, wow, after hearing Romeo's story, fuck yeah, if anybody deserves to be in this line, it's you. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So- yeah.
2: And if it if you to look at him, my husband wears his disabled veteran's hat. He wears that. He's earned that hat. He wears, yeah. you know? And the thing is, is, I get it. He looks a lot younger than he is. But he's not. He's old. And he's busted up and broken. And he did that in the line of service that he did for our country. So fuck you, old man. Right. But I, you know, and I didn't, I didn't cuss the guy out. But I, I didn't, I didn't stand down. And I was like, not, I'm not having this. You will not talk to me this way. And here's what the other thing that really pissed me off. What if he had talked to my sister that way? What if he had talked to my daughter-in-law that way? These two women are were one was one is very quiet, very shy. They would have been like just like in the, like a turtle going into their shell if if somebody like tried to yell at yeah. them like that. And honestly, I think that he expected that kind of reaction talking to a white woman with a black man. Or this was he felt that he could talk to me a certain huh. way for whatever reason he felt entitled that he could talk to me that way and I wasn't going to push back and say, "Oh hell, no. I don't know who the fuck you think you're talking to." But I am not the one. You will not right. talk to me that way. And I will, I will make a scene up in here so fast it'll make your head spin. You have no idea who you're talking. I to.
0: think it's a combination. <laughs> I think it's a combination of of uh, of what Jamal said. Worth his disability might not be physical. His disability is most definitely mental, considering how he fucking reacted to seeing you guys, you know, in line. And not saying his disability is why he's a racist piece of shit. I mean, he clearly is but
1: yeah, that, that, that doesn't help the disability problem too
2: it's, so this but, here, is but here's what they do but jamal how part of how much of this is what here's here's what i, I want to really like a takeaway for a lot of, of if people are listening this is literally what those microaggressions look like this is exactly what a microaggression is because there yeah. is that absolute if you're there and you wonder why when the, the the parties involved walk away and go, yeah, that was some racist bullshit. You wonder why? Because, literally, I have never felt like somebody. It, it's that feeling that you walk away with, you know, and the that perception of
0: fury. <laughs>
2: you have no business drinking from this water fountain. It's literally how I felt like I was being addressed.
0: Yeah. Okay. And
2: not me there's, there's, personally. There- never would have been against me. It was against kind of twofold me being a white woman being with a white with a black man which I it, like didn't even occur to me and then I really I was like oh my god this is ridiculous let me ask you
1: this where was this where did this happen again like what town?
2: Uh, Fife
1: okay well there's your answer right there but also <laughs> another thing that you have another thing that you have to let me tell you something I've been pulled over when I lived in Seattle the most times and most places I got pulled over was in the five Puyallup area.
0: Oh jeez, they
1: yep. love pulling me over. They're like, you see that guy in the red Honda? If you see him, you get brownie points. They pull me over religiously. Sometimes it's my fault. Other times it's like, uh, you know, it's dumb bullshit reasons. But, but you were driving I have-
2: a red car. No, you were a black man driving a red sporty-looking car.
1: That's why. Yeah. yeah, That that's probably why. I dare him. You know. I mm-hmm. dare him drive freely through these here parts. Another that thing that nice you have to Honda consider. Ford. Another thing that you would have that you would cons. I- also have to consider. And this is why I'm not surprised when you said this. He was a guy in the 70s. What would you expect? A yeah. guy in the 70s living in five Some of those guys are still living in a stone age. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Some people Boomers. If it was like a if it was if it was a 35-year-old person, I would be like, "Oh shit, really?" Like, I want to meet your yeah. parents. But the fact that it was a 77-year-old dude who fought in a war, probably thought, "Hey, I fought for this country." And, you know, no, 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 I came no, no, back no, no. and all He's these
2: not wearing, He wasn't wearing anything military So I don't think he probably even served in the oh, military
3: yeah.
1: This guy oh, was, he was just Oh, okay, well that. But either way, he You know, a 77-year-old white dude I'm not shocked You know what I'm yeah. saying? I, really? Actually, I would be offended If he did say anything half-racist So I'm like, alright You know, I'd be more you're in five,
3: they didn't.
1: You know, you're in Fife, of course Of yeah. course
2: Yeah but anyways, you know, with the irony of it being on MLK Day, you know, like. Oh, seriously. I'm, I, but again,
1: I'm not surprised either. Like, it's almost, it's 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 weird because it's just there's some places that are just really anti-MLK, which. Yes I, I don't I don't even know. like it's just like every time I remember when I was living in Seattle, almost every year I I almost went up, wanted to go on those Spokane like. News circuit to see what had happened because they're always dumb shit going on over there on MLK Day, on Monday, like <laughs> a bomb threat or something. I'm just like, really, like we can't June Teeth and MLK Day and all of February. That's all we get. Right, <laughs> right. That's all we get. You know, everything else we have to shit Kwanzaa. All right, mm-hmm. but that's not really an American thing. But nonetheless, we got to yeah. share everything else with you know, right with. Anglo Saxons, you know, we got to share everything else with the Europeans. You know, we can't just like Valentine's. I mean, we didn't we didn't land on Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day landed on us. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I just find it I just find it strange where. But of course, you know, on MLK Day, that's some people just like to I guess be seen, get you know, get their message uh across. yeah. Like yeah.
3: it's.
2: You know, and I guess maybe in some ways it was more appropriate because maybe it is a good reminder that even in 2023, shit like this is still going on. Yeah, they but, changed some of the verbiage, they changed how they address people, but that's literally what it meant. And but
1: we, we've said this before, the reason why I still, and now imagine, look how long slavery has been and like, you know, uh, all that racial tension and all that, and look where we're at now. Yeah. What's the common denominator? parents who pass that kind of hatred onto their children yep. because i tell you what it's not i mean we're we live in modern times now where a lot of a lot of things kind of like phase out but you would think that a hatred for somebody because of the color of their skin or their or religion the
2: look, or the way they look, just the way they look in general is so yeah. but it's but especially because of, like, the ignorance, you would think that with all this enlightenment, with all this education we have, literally at our fingertips, you would think that people wouldn't be so goddamn stupid.
1: Right? Jaded also, yeah, jaded and stupid. You would yeah. think that by now that there would be some kind of chain link that would break, where someone would be like, you know right. what, I'm not going to be like my parents, I'm not going to think like how they think, because what where it got them, you know? I don't want to be stuck. There in, is in a
2: fifth goddamn trailer in the trailer park.
1: Yeah, so it's 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 one of those things where it's like that kind of thinking. Like again, I I lived in Brooklyn. I remember when my mom used to tell me when I was a kid that everybody was created equally. I remember my mom told me and my brother that while we were laying in bed during the Reaganomics era, <laughs> during Reaganomics, my mom had to teach me that. Uh, black, white, uh, we lived down the street from an Italian family who I was actually cool with their son. There wasn't no, you know, there wasn't that whole you know, racist thing. Now, don't get me wrong, that didn't mean that they were trying to bring crack to my neighborhood and flush us out, but I'm talking about like racist between families, you know what I'm saying? Uh, like my, my mom, she, my grandpa, my dad, like no, none of them are, we don't have that, we, you know, we're not racist. We don't have that kind of hate in our hearts. You know, I have to think cause people are people, you know, right. uh, so it's, you know, and it's weird. Like I was on my way to uh, on my way to uh, I was I was on a plane going somewhere and it was a guy who was sitting in the gate and he had his fucking rap. He looked like a chic or something. You know what I'm saying? And I thought to myself, oh, that's cool. Then we got on our plane, you know, stood in a walkway. You know, you saw people like kind of from the back, just like looking at him. You know what I'm saying? Just kinda of looking at him from behind like, oh my god, what you know, like I'm just like, really? We're still we're still taking off our shoes at the fucking airport. I gotta take off my belt, you know what I'm saying, at the airport. And you and, and, and you're worried about this guy wearing a you know, wearing his culture, his religion on his head. Right. You know right. It, it it really kinda of just like at at what I mean it it it, it begs the question. Why does racism still exist in this day and age, in this much of a modern time? I
3: don't know. I don't I
1: don't. But, the, but again, the only answer that I can think of is perpetuating ignorance from your child to their child yeah. to their child to their child. You, you know?
2: Everybody Everybody's seen this, where put some kids on the playground or in a room with toys. Those kids are gonna all play with each other. They do yeah. not give two flying what color you are. They yeah. don't care what you look like. They want to come play. You got a toys. They got toys. They all want to come play. And the, and that's it isn't until somebody tells them
1: exactly you play with them. Yeah, it's that They're, conditioning. It's that conditioning your yeah. child to be like, hey, I don't want you hanging out with those people. Could you imagine telling a six-year-old? Being a white six year old being told that you can't play with another race? Could you imagine being a black kid being told that that kind doesn't like you because of our skin color? Could you, and, and it's almost like a, a kid would say, But he's my friend. You know what I'm saying? That would be like the natural answer to, But he's my friend. We've been playing with each other. There's no rift, there's no hours. beef. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But all of a sudden, a parent yeah. comes. A parent, and again, who else would it be? A parent, a caregiver comes and yeah. says, Hey, you are not to play with that child. And yeah. then for the safety of the child, whether again black or white, the safety of the child, hey, he doesn't he can't play with you. That crushes that child's confidence in yeah. even, like down the line in the outside world. Right. Yeah. Like you know, that, that's like a that form of rejection at that young age can carry with the child. And again, with good parenting and good uh you know, good, let, letting your child know, like, hey, give your kid confidence, like, hey, it's not always going to be like that. It all starts with the parents, I think, at the end of the day.
3: Yeah. You yeah. know,
1: it all starts, and it all, and you cannot, you can't, you know, school, everyone's like, oh, what about the teachers? The teachers are going to do so much. The teachers are going to raise your kids for you. That's your fucking job. You know what I'm saying? Right. Well,
2: don't have, a teacher doesn't have as much power and influence as a parent. Right. They don't have that much influence a parent. And if a child gets that reward from being hateful to another race, like their parents do, they get that reward for immolating her, their parents. And they also get disdain if they don't follow suit. So that's, and a parent is with that child for 18 years, a teacher maybe for a year, Unless you have something that combats, you know, yeah. and to be able to have that environment, like like-minded people are going to follow like-minded people. The same thing with cheaters. Usually if, if there's a spouse that cheats, their friends are cheaters too. You know, just because those like-minded find those like-minded and they hang out with them, they, they, they band together. Kids that are going to have that, that racist outlook are going to find other people that have that racist outlook. Otherwise, they don't. They don't say anything. They don't. But you know, our our environment, our country, we've seen of what's happened in the last few years when um, the the um, head Cheeto in charge really exhibited all kinds of things of racism. Oh yeah. The the racists came out of the closet because they felt like they had support yeah. at a high level, and so. Now people they don't have that. Now I and, am and I'm, I'm not going to talk about I'm not going to talk really about our current president because I am just I'm disgusted with him too after that shit he said. But um it's you know like can we please get one decent goddamn person in charge? Can we please, you know, please can we get somebody in charge that's not a complete and total fucktard and isn't going to drive our country into the to the ground more than it is. It's just crazy. But um
1: we will once we get Trump back
3: we will. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh
0: god. No, don't even choke about that shit, man. <laughs> don't manifest it, man. Don't do that.
1: Oh man, gonna. This is gonna be the reason why it happens, guys. It's Jamal. all Jamal's fault if we get him
0: back in twenty
2: four. Go home, Jamal. You're oh why
1: man. You speak that
2: shit up. What the okay. fuck?
1: In my defense, I had one Coors Light. Um, hey, influenced- at least it
0: wasn't the White Claw. <laughs> uh,
2: All right, maybe man, you need to have about tough. five or six more.
1: That is, uh, that, that was brilliant. I'm glad we did that.
2: <laughs> so now that we're kind of, we're, we're on this track. So we got, we went from racism. Let's talk about some sexism.
0: Oh, okay? yes.
2: Oh. bring it around to you, Jamal. So that was my weekend. That was kind of my weekend thing that I dealt oh, with, that oh. I was... Thank you for uh, entitled old ass white dude. That reminds me that we still need to have an MLK Day and remind people that that dream hopefully hasn't died yet. No, so. fuck
1: all that. We need an MLK Week, man. We need you want to oh, make white We need an MLK Week. Just just so we can see who's out there. You know what I'm saying? Just be like, you know, mm-hmm. every third every third January of the month. Give him give him the week. We'll even throw. Give give us the MLK, give us the the Malcolm X, you know. Give us all give us all that shit. We'll celebrate that shit in a week, so you guys just, can have the rest of your just holiday. Just celebrate it every, every day, day,
0: man. Don't 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 designate one time. Just celebrate it every day.
1: Oh, great. Now you make it sound like it's Valentine's Day now.
0: Oh, you celebrate Valentine's Day every day. Show that you love your. Well, life. I
1: mean,
3: hey, <laughs> I, hey,
0: I did I didn't go the other route, which is, man, you get a whole month next month. What the fuck, man. <laughs>
2: Man, hold on. I, I get day, every day I have a I have a
0: I, I know at us? least one person that would say something like I, that.
2: but
1: let, let, let me tell you guys something, okay <laughs> I just did three shows this past weekend with the total and I'll count all, all shows sold out with the total the total of one, two, three, four black people in all of the audiences combined okay how do i know i spoke to one of them i saw the other three they didn't want to talk to me that's fine they must have thought i was gonna steal their women i I, I don't know but (laughs) it was it was and and mind you and first of all shout out to alex elkin who uh really hooked this shit up who brought me on the road with him for the three days it was fucking great um awesome good job and he warned me at first he was like uh, because i always ask like hey man uh anything i should know about the show verbatim puts his phone puts his phone down he's like yeah it's gonna be um very conservative and very old the one of the shows that we did the lady that was there i think was 78 years old and he was like i'm not trying to and it was almost like you're not trying to impress her but you're trying to do well enough so you know you might want to get booked here again so i'm, I'm like all right fine and i'm not gonna lie i was super nervous i looked at that audience down in coke oh sorry cave junction uh oregon Uh, let me tell you something. Uh, I've been to small towns like that. So I'm kind of used to kind of used to stuff like that. Um, but I looked at that audience and I saw one dude with dreadlocks that walked in and I was like, okay, one person is going to get my, 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 the majority of these jokes. And I'll tell you about him in, in, in a little bit. Uh, but, uh, I'm so nervous. I'm scared to death because it's just me. And Alex is like, Alex is like, Hey, look, man, do not worry about all that other shit. Just do your act, and then you'll be fine. Just do your act. Knock them dead. And that is exactly what happened. Like, the, the Cove Junction, the Cave Junction show was fucking incredible. Like, it was, it was, it had to be a clean, it had, and I had to do clean also. You know, it couldn't be vulgar. So that was another challenge. I was like, okay, I have to be clean in front of white conservative people.
3: <laughs> all
1: right. All right, Southern Oregon, mind you. Like after Salem, Oregon, what? Like it's another, it's a whole other world.
0: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, <I> also uh... <laughs> challenge yourself. Okay.
1: But, but so we do that, and then we go back. We go to Grants Pass, and we do two shows there. Same outline, same everything. And the black guy that came to the show with the dreadlocks and everything—he's a musician, he's an artist too. And he thanked me. But the funny thing that he said: his his wife was white, of course, Oregon. Um, yeah. Was and she blown? Actually, yeah, she was. <laughs> With glasses. <laughs> He's a 50 some uh like a 50 some year old guy, and she was young, and um, he was in jazz and all that. So we're talking, and he was telling me, he was like, hey, man, I just want you to know, while you were telling a lot of your jokes, uh, uh, she was like, oh, the jokes you were telling that were racial, he was squeezing my hand. <laughs> like, like, oh, he... I, he I get it. I see what he's. You know, like she was like, he ain't wrong about that, honey. Like he just kept lying. Like, <laughs> oh like, he's right about that. She. I was like, I. I was like, were you squeezing your hand in fear? Or he was like, no, no, no. I was like, I was like, you are just hitting it out of the park, you know. And uh, it was just, it, it was really good. Sometimes I just feel the anxiety because it's like, what am I gonna say to you guys? Yeah. I mean, like, it's – I wouldn't have talked to these guys if they were walking down the street. Like, there was no – but I would say this, though. This audience, you know, once they got to know me, was very – they were very nice. They were just – I mean, they're just regular, friendly country folk. Uh, gave me a ton of their weed. <laughs> like, <laughs> I got – so I got – I brought back – I was like, no, I'm here for that. New York, New York weed is garbage. It brought me back so much weed, so much edibles. And it's almost like, and that's why I like the Pacific Northwest. You know what I mean? Uh, I just, I like Oregon. Many, yeah. I, I, I love, I love, I like Washington State. I go to Washington, to Seattle. I mean, Marianne, how many times have I been in your house this past year? You know, oh, know yeah. what I'm saying? So, I, I, I go to Seattle a lot. So, I want to talk, with that being said, I want to talk about this. Number one. Um, I had a uh, I the, the, and I'm actually looking at it right now, the, uh, the Jamco Comedy Series flyer for uh, next, uh, the next Jamco Comedy Series, which will be on April Fool's Day, April 1st, uh, at the Renton Civic Theater. Now, mm-hmm. have, you, have you seen the flyer, Marianne?
2: Um, I think so. You were describing it to me, and I'm pretty sure that I have seen it, and I saw the people that, like, Justin Hayes is going to be on there, and... Um,
1: the famous Mac featuring...
2: Yes, and I love Amos. What a great lineup. That's what a, a great... fantastic
0: lineup. I can't wait. Thank you.
2: Let me tell you something. I can I have always thought number
1: one about uh, I always thought about putting Justin and, and Kermit together on a show. Mm. Um, Justin that's Justin adores Kermit and uh Justin, Justin, I and I know. Kermit yeah, I mean, it, it, Kermit Kermit's amazing. Like I mean you can't he's one of those guys who for as long as I've lived in Seattle has always been consistently kind to yes. me, to the other comedians. He's not yeah. one of those guys. I mean, he and he was also a part of this thing that I'm about to describe. But the way, uh, the one thing that I envy about Kermit is the way that he is able to take a situation and express it in a way where number one, he's not damaging somebody's credibility. He's not calling you stupid. It's like, hey, in my what thirty some odd years of being in this business, this is what I've seen. Now, right. not for nothing, I think that there's not enough comedians in the specific, in the Pacific Northwest like Kermit. There are some out there like him, but there's not enough. You know what I'm right. saying? And I'm not, I'm not I'm not talking about talent. I'm not talking about I'm talking about the stuff that you could teach, open micers, the stuff that you could teach mm-hmm. rookie comics. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, whenever he some does. asshole asks,
2: do it willingly. Yeah, do it. He does yeah. it willingly without like trying to necessarily make people feel. Uh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. He anyway. Go Is ahead. It, yeah, he
1: just has. It's almost like
2: a like a.
1: And it's not like it's not even like a disappointing father. It's almost like, okay, you made a mistake. Here's how you could, you know, kind of, but. But it's just like whenever somebody asks me, like, oh, where did you get your school of comedy ethics? And I'm like, "Uh, Justin Hayes School of Comedy Ethics? I don't know. Like, that's who I learned from. (laughs) You know, uh, you might want to talk to to the professor about my attitude if you don't like it, because that's where I learned from in a way. But nonetheless, so I posted up the uh, last night I was like working on the flyer, uh, was getting the confirmations from everybody about being on the show, Uh, even called up Justin last night um, to be the very special guest on the show. So I was like, and I called a bunch of other comedians also that were unavailable. So I post this flyer up last last night, early in the morning, and then I wake up and I see a bunch of, I I just see that there's a lot of comments on there that I'm just kind of like, I have to like read. And one of the comments was from a, a new female comic in that era. I won't say her name because you know what? If you've listened to this podcast and if you saw what happened last, uh, today, you know who I'm talking about and you're probably already talking about it anyway. So I'm going to talk about it. Um, she, the, the, the flyer is four dudes and she puts no women. Come on. Now I did not know how to take that comment until after I had my breakfast and I was very upset because number one, uh, and and some of the comics did their very best to kind of, hey, slow down. You don't know what you you don't know what you're doing. Abort whatever the fuck you're gonna try to do. Against it's a Tampa trap. Comedy series. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: You know. <laughs> now,
3: back away. Back nothing, away.
1: I, yeah. I mean, it's like, not again with this shit. Okay. <laughs> like, not again. So, mind you, this comedian very new to the Seattle scene. Matt, I'll tell you how new she is. is she moved to the Seattle scene after I had left. And I love it how people just forget that I used to live in Seattle. Mm. You know, I used to live there. I still go there again. You know, I still have business ties over there. So for someone who do, who's only met me once at the Local 907 and not for nothing, I couldn't even tell you if her if her set was even memorable cuz I don't remember. It was never like one of those things like, oh my God, I'm gonna book you tomorrow. It was just like, eh, okay, whatever. You know what I'm saying? First of all, I know the funny women in Seattle. I don't need to be schooled on that. I know. You know, I know who was funny. I know who's consistently funny because I have my ear on the ground. Okay? So for somebody who who who's to come and make that statement, has definitely doesn't know who I am, doesn't know how I uh Operate my show. So what I did to kind of combat that is, I posted up photos. I mean, posters of past shows that I have women on there. Uh, I've had Lori Kilmartin headline for me. I've had Susan Rice held for me. I've had Susan Jones headline for me. Marianne, I've had you on my show multiple times. Yeah. You know, either in a hosting yeah. capacity or some other and capacity.
2: I a podcast with you all the time.
1: And you do a podcast with me. God, I hate women so much. So. I, and then even one of the, um, the oh, Alex Elkin show, we had Vanessa Dawn. We had your husband. You had me. We had, well, Mary Lou Gamba got sick, but we would have had her on the show. That's three black people, two black girls. I mean, first of all, if my lineup is not anything, it is diverse for sure. Yeah. Now, also, I called three women, three female comedians. They were booked. Holy shit. Imagine that. Somebody must be booking comedians um, if women comedians then good for them. You know, yeah. and trust me, I try to talk one of them to being like, "Hey, what would it take for you to not do that show and do my show?" You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> um, you know, but that's how that's how badly I wanted a woman on my show, you know? Um, I called up Kara Rossellini. She's very funny. She was doing a fundraiser. You know what I'm saying? But also the last time she was on the show, she was really good. You know? And I wa- and I wanted to work with her again. So, I ended up trying to build up this dream lineup again, this is not a lineup you see often in the Pacific Northwest. I'm sorry. It's not, you know, how often do you see three black guys as Naren Van says, three black guys in a Hawaiian on a show? N- not, not, not often at all, you know? So yeah. instead of looking at it through a, well, he's got diversity as far as, you know, race on the show, she took it as, oh, there's no women on the show. Boo-hoo-hoo. Hoo. I'm going to try to... I kind of I kind of took it personally because I kind of felt like when you say something like that and then people who don't know who I am sees that, you can potentially get me jammed up when you don't yep. know who I am, when you don't know the history of my eight-year presence in Seattle or whatever, when you don't know how I operate. I'm like, if she would have... She could have done one of two things, and I wouldn't have given a fuck on the first one. She could have scrolled up and kept her damn mouth shut. She didn't yep. do that. So when... New comics do that whole "I'm trying to be seen" shit. All right, cool. Come at me. I'm gonna show you. You're gonna. You, we're gonna. You're gonna be made an example out of. Sadly. So yeah. she she came after me, and then in one of her comments, she puts, "Well, it's not about uh about booking me, um, but then but in the first comment, it was like, no, I was available. The fact that there was no women on it. She put, "I was available." Now I thought that was hilarious. But then later on in her the comments she put, Well, it's not about booking me. I'm like, Well, yes it is, because you just said you were available. So so basically it's like the fact that I didn't come that I didn't contact you was like, Oh, how could you not? No. It's like I've seen you once. I don't Marianne, do I just book anyone on my show?
2: Hell no, you're hard to get a booking with. Do I you're just book for anybody? I don't, and I'm not just saying you know, I'm not just saying for women, I'm saying for, for anybody in general, because you do work really hard about making sure that you have not the same faces all the time. you make sure that you have a diverse lineup and you have normally i'm I'm surprised that you didn't have any females because you usually do always have a female, but like you said, the ones that you wanted weren't available. <clears throat> I was, but um. <laughs> <laughs>
3: But Uh-oh. again, what, what,
2: that goes what, 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 back to, hold on, that goes okay. back to you're not booking the same females all the time. You're not booking the same comics the same time. Rarely do you ever see the same two comics every, like twice in a row. You and I, we, were, we, we had been booked to do a different show, and, you know, so, I mean, you had me booked to do when you, when you get to the point where you're going to record. So that lineup you have locked in, you're going to, when you come back to do the recording, I know that that's the, the lineup you're still going to use. But you, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not braiding. I'm I'm busting your balls in a a a friendly way. But no, you you have a very diverse, you have a very diverse lineup all the time. Yeah. So the fact that you didn't have a female on there is, is unusual. It's highly unusual for you.
1: It It is. No, it is unusual. But my thing is this, if I, like, usually when I book these lineups, like I knew I wanted Kermit right off the bat. Like oh, Kermit, and, I, yeah, he's.
3: Always- I kinda felt
1: he was I kind of felt he was ducking me, but he was going through something and he, he hit me up during the weekend and we talked, so it was just like, okay, at least at least it's not because of, you know, whatever. But I'm like, but yeah, so and then, you know, I hit up Amos because I was like, you know, I've worked with Amos at the comic convention and, and Amos was fucking hysterically amazing. And I'm like, okay. Oh, my God, he's got
2: some new material. He has some new material that I absolutely fucking love. He did it when uh, I had him on one of my shows. And so, I mean, I was crying and laughing and also, like, like some of the how deeply personal his stuff was, but it was so funny. And I was like, oh, my God. he And he's been – he's just really been writing, 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 and really coming into a lot of his stuff that, uh, yes, I – so to have, and also just throwing this out there, that lineup that you have, Kermit and Pio, if anybody doesn't know Kermit, Kermit is a clean comic,
3: yeah. period.
2: And it's, he's very, you could bring your children to Kermit's shows. He's very family you know, friendly. Amos is also what I would consider pretty, like he is also on the cleaner side. He's absolutely, yeah. he to my knowledge, I wouldn't say he's squeaky clean, but I wouldn't say that he's not squeaky clean. He he has his stuff is really funny, and it's not something that's controversial. He and he's actually changed. There was actually one of the taglines that he used to do in one of his jokes, that he since changed the joke. It's not near as funny, but I understand why because the the tagline was offensive, and he changed that tagline. Excellent. Just just because he didn't want to offend anybody. So those two, yes. Now, Justin, it depends. If if Justin's gonna be working a clean crowd and a clean audience, he would absolutely, he could go squeaky clean and still be equally funny. Yeah. But he also has some jokes that he does, that he pushes a little bit more. He's not filthy, but he's absolutely, he, he's yeah. definitely. So whoever you put with this mix of comics, you don't want somebody that's downright dirty, filthy, or dirty with Kermit. That's not a lineup. You don't – that doesn't mesh well. So when you're sitting there figuring out your lineup, you are setting up – and the other comics – look, the other comics also know that Kermit and P.O. is squeaky clean. So most of the time, if Kermit the, – the crowd that he's going to draw is usually a cleaner comic, even without being told, these other guys are professionals they already know they're going to bring their clean material. They're going to they're going to just naturally because it's going to align much better with the headliner. Okay? Period and a story. Some random chick that you don't even know who hasn't even done this for a year and and let's be honest. The people who normally will push that envelope and and go off script are newer comics. They yeah. will push the envelope. Yeah. they don't realize that this is a cleaner show without being told this is a clean show you do not go in there just pussy farts and shit like you know and assholes and dicks and and
0: and he's butthole yeah
2: (laughs) (laughs) on a show with kermit because it's not gonna set well kermit is fine kermit is a professional kermit will be able to do his show and not worry but the audience is not going to like you near as much because yeah. just that general appeal of Kermit is that he's a cleaner comic and you want to go on the cleaner side. If you want to have a good show. And again, a newer comic new, somebody new to the newer to this scene does not understand those little nuances of, of working in our scene. Yeah. So. Yeah.
1: She, I thought it was very insulting that she tried to school me on the Seattle scene.
2: Um, or, or even berate you for not, I mean, like, like you're a misogynistic pig because you just booked men. Again, that's where. Have, uh, individual comic. By the way, I have heard that that's been her modus operandi on a few other things too, where, where she's kind of browbeat people because they didn't book a, a female. And if you, and by the way, uh, you know, by the way, uh, honey, if you want to get booked, don't berate the men comics for not having females because even when they do book females, they're not going to book your ass. Yep. Well,
1: here's the number one. Here's the thing. Um, I book funny women. Sorry. That's just, that's the job. You know, you want to be noticed, be fucking funny. That's it. That is just it. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes the game is unfair, but that's the game. You know what I'm saying? I had to play it. I had to go through it. We've all had to go through it at, at mm-hmm. some, well, most of us had to go it, go through it at some point. That's mm-hmm. the game. Okay. Now, not for nothing, I could have easily sat back and bitched and moaned, like they're not putting enough black people in these comedy shows. Okay, right. uh, I'm not gonna do that. I got better things to do. I got jokes to write. I got shows to book. What do I do? I create an atmosphere. Yeah. I create a platform. Mm-hmm. So, and again, it's not, oh, you didn't get booked because you didn't get booked because you're not funny. Oh, no, it's not the booker's fault. Comedy is subjective. Okay, it is. it's very subjective. You may now, she may think she's funny, and good for her. That you know, go with God on that. But compared to the people that I was booking, that I was looking for, uh, couldn't hold the candle.
3: Mm -mm. Couldn't
1: hold the candle. So I don't want to hear your shit. You
3: know what I'm saying?
1: And again, the fact that she wasn't my fifth, fourth, sixth, tenth. No, I was like, these are the three women I want. If I can't get them, I'm going to move on. That's it. I'm just going to move on. Okay, I'm not going to I'm not going to go dig into the fucking bottom of the barrel and grab somebody who's an open micer. I'm sorry. That brings zero value to my show. Yeah, it does not. I don't want some people walking out there being like, oh, that one girl that opened up the show wasn't funny. Sorry. I don't ever want to hear that after my show. Okay, if you're a woman and you're funny and you're a killer. Hey, we can talk. But otherwise, the fact that you would. And again, what was the what was the point of that statement that she had made? Um, no women come uh on what was the book what were you hoping here's what I thought think that she was hoping to do I think she was hoping to get some some support from people and to try to come after me and it kind of backfired because she did not know who the fuck she was messing with you know oh I'm gonna I'm gonna score points here no you're not not against me you're not not 11 years and four months you will not I will not let you beat me
2: no and that's just it though is to say you got to be really careful in this scene why would you deliberately poke a bear that didn't need to be poked? Okay?
3: Because.
2: This is what I don't understand. Why would you deliberately lash out? You're especially when you're new to the scene. Why would you lash out at people in the scene you don't even know the full story? Why would you do it publicly on their page instead of asking them, hey, I noticed that you didn't have any women on this this you know, instead of trying to berate them or belittle them, why would you, you know? If you want to be so bold, then why don't you send them a private message and say it? And that's what I asked.
1: That's what she should have done. I would have I would have been like, oh, well, at least she didn't put it out on Front Street. Now, she did since then delete her poll, uh, delete her question. But that doesn't stop me from having a barrage of comedians send me emails about her.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. So now it's like, OK. Absolutely. So it's like I'm getting all of this data. I'm getting all yeah. of this stuff because I'm thinking, how do I wanna, how do I wanna, and the stories that I'm hearing, they're not so good stories. They're, they they they're not cool. Like I'm like, wow, she did this, she did that. Why are you allowing her? Where's the, where are the? And I'm not trying to say that the older comedians are responsible for keeping shit in line, but it's like, how the fuck are you Seattle comedy scene letting shit like this happen? How the fuck are you allowing? This?
0: I thought it was pretty widely known that. Widely known, rather, that uh, the comic scene is, is, is just lots of backstabbing assholes who, who will start shit just to get some notification. Not notification, some recogni- recognition. They're, they're, they're trying to make themselves be seen by everybody so they can get booked. This is why we had the problems last year, because somebody wanted to, like, be in our shit and, like, get, and get some sort of um, clout from you know, from harassing us and you. That's all this is, and she's trying to get some clout. I, well, I think that's, I mean, I think you're right. I mean, as a matter of
1: fact, the, the beginning part of your statement, I think it's 100% true because why, I mean, otherwise, you know what I'm saying? If I see four white dudes on a Seattle uh, poster, a comedy poster, I scroll through, I don't even say nothing because why? What, if, what me saying something unless I. You know, kind of. I go, I backdoor to go through the DMs and be like, "Hey, man, four white dudes." Like, it's, really? Come on, man.
2: It's but manufacturing
0: outrage time, need- in order to to get to, to get people to notice you. Is all it is. Yeah. And the but-
2: thing is, is because you don't book out here very often. You're not. I mean, like in in her experience, because let's face it, she hasn't been on the scene as long as you have. She doesn't see. And that's why she was expecting some kind of, of uh, support, not knowing, because she hasn't seen all your posters and she hasn't seen all your Oh, children. she has
1: now. She has now, because I definitely was like, here's a little lesson in Go comedy series. Laurie Kilmartin, Susan Rice, Susan Jones, blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, y- do your homework before you come at me, basically. Yeah. Do your yeah. homework before you go after anybody. You know what I'm saying? Because you're making the assumption that I'm just some, you know, again, to somebody who's not in a scene, they could see that and be like, wow, this guy's misogynistic. This guy is fucking like, how dare him? You know, what, no, I don't need that shit in my life. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, for people to do that, it's almost like, well, okay, you're, again, cro- you're burning a bridge, but even crossing it. And you're mm-hmm. also just, it's one less show that I have to worry about booking you on. Because mm-hmm. now I don't feel comfortable being in the same room with you because, yeah. you know, I know how I can get. And not for nothing, the comics who had read this shit and have been DMing me and been messaging me about the stupid shit that's going on with this person, it's like, why would I want you around them? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you're, you're just you're just burning bridge because, number one, you saw something that triggered you. That's what it is. It triggered you. I'm not, I'm not a triggering dude. I don't give a fuck. Like I said, I don't give a fuck what y'all do in the stay at on comedy scene. I don't give a shit about what you guys do in the port. Do whatever you guys want to do. Like I said, at the end of the day, it does not affect me because I'm going to go... Into Seattle, into Renton. I'm gonna do what I have to do, and that's it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The way that you guys handle the scene, that's how y'all handle it. You know what I'm saying? Any scene that I've ever worked with, it doesn't, it doesn't involve me. You know right. what I'm saying? She sent me, she did, she did DM me an apology. Um, but then at the same time, I'm reading what the apology that? and it's all it's mixed up with stuff like, oh, here in Seattle, a lot of women get passed up, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and it's like I don't want to hear that because, again. I don't care about that. It has nothing to do with me. Again, so not for that? nothing. I made it up. Huh?
0: I keep getting sounds on on, and I keep hearing something. It, never mind. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm, I'm getting uh, things in my earphones. So, that are, so and, basically,
1: yeah. so it, it's one of those things that I have to. And I and I told him. I'm like, again, you're you're somebody that because of this whole mess that you created, I cannot see myself booking you.
3: Yeah,
2: and this is. Sadly, this is one of those things when I work with with newer comics, new comics, and when I try and coach them on on some of the trials and tribulations of doing comedy,
0: the do's and don'ts.
2: One thing that I remind them uh, of, I... I tell them all the time, look guys, our scene is full of drama. It's always going to have drama. What you need to do is stay out of the weeds. Be aware of the weeds. Swim above the weeds, but don't ever get tangled in the weeds because that's where you go to die. And so many people that were really funny people got so involved in the drama and some of the bullshit that that's where they ended up not being able to to, to separate those two things. Right. And once you make a name for yourself, I don't care how funny you are, once you make a name for yourself that you're drama and trouble, especially when you're new, or even, you know, especially when you're new, because it, it usually seasoned comics aren't aren't naive enough to do this. But you start shit like that when you're new. That's where you stay new, and and you go by the wayside. People will not book you no matter how funny you try and be. And yeah. it's very hard to once you've gotten that that reputation for yourself to break away from that reputation. You know,
1: you, yeah, that's a that, that is a good point.
2: You know, stay out of the weeds. Don't go around in the woods. Be aware of them because there's lots of drama in our scene. There's a bunch of egotistical, yeah, self-centered. We're comics. That's all of us. We're egotistical, self-centered. That's
3: well, narcissistic. It's,
2: it's, we are because we have to. At yeah, but it's,
3: I,
1: don't, I don't think it's all of us. I think it's, it's a lot of us. Don't get me wrong. But, it, I mean, because I I, there's a lot of... There's a lot of really cool comedians out there in Seattle. There's a lot of... I mean, there's a lot. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that
2: they're not cool people. I'm saying that, that in order to be able to do what we do, to be able to stand in a room full of strangers and tell some of our deepest, darkest, innermost secrets, or fears, or... Uh, <laughs> right? And, and in yeah, order to yeah. get a laugh about it, there's something seriously fucking wrong with all of us. So, what yeah. is it? Well, we're narcissistic, we're egotistical, we're self-centered... We're damaged to the point I'm right. and we're damaged where we <laughs> would go out there to make those jokes. Anything to get that laugh. Yeah. And so it's one of those things that you need to try and and especially when you first start, you want to be able to not let your ego get ahead of you. Um you think that your abilities are a lot more than they are. Yeah. You have to check yourself all the time and be humble. Go back and be humble uh, and yeah. be willing to learn, well, and not not out bust. If you're gonna go out there busting balls, it better be busting people with laughter on the yeah. stage. And then when you get off that stage, duck your fucking head and avoid the goddamn drama and go home. Well, go uh, talk to your friends, your family, if you want to do a drama.
0: Well, the thing is, is not, it's a, that's how. Well, the problem is with that is that. The average person—that's how they—that's how they, 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 they feel like they need to manufacture some sort of drama in order for them to be seen, and that's what's done on social media. And uh, I mean, that's that's I think a lot of where like the cancel culture will come into things like that, where there's not necessarily a legitimate reason for that person to be canceled, because, other than one person didn't like the, the, the one thing they said fifteen years ago.
2: Right, exactly. 15 yeah. fucking years ago, I've said some shit that yeah. I probably regret to this day. I was younger. Yeah. I was 15 years younger.
1: You got comics deleting tweets from 10 years ago. It's like, nah, don't do not do that. You know what I'm saying? You said it, you meant it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't think I've regretted anything that I've really ever posted for the most part. I'm like, well, I meant it at that time. I've changed. I'm a different person. Now I like to think yeah. I am. Yeah. But, you know... It's like I wouldn't go back to somebody's past because they said something. And you know what? We're comedians. Sometimes we'll say something insensitive, and you know what I would do is be like, okay, well I apologize, but I'm not del- you know, my God, they deleted. Yeah. I, I apologize. <laughs> whatever. I, I... It shows. It shows that there's growth. Like, hey, this was tweeted 19, whatever, 18, whatever, 19, whatever the fuck. Oh, hey, people got mad. I'm sorry. That
0: was yeah. a insensitive tweet, and that's it. This kind of leads into Here's your into your topic of the oh, the Lizzo talking about cancel culture.
2: Yes, that was a great great segue. And and the other thing too is is also just kind of one more thing before we move on to the Lizzo. Sometimes comedians will say shit just to stir the pot and see what just yeah. to throw things out there. And see just to who, see, see the how people are
0: going to react. With- yeah.
2: Yep, throw some blood in the water and see what happens and then sit there and eat popcorn Was you watch all the drama unfold from the shit you, you know that you you didn't you didn't feel that way you you know you're just out there stirring up shit you just want to see some drama
3: you or know so, if, they they wanted to start hole. a
0: conversation about the topic without it you know coming back on them
2: uh sometimes they're saying that shit just to say that shit just to watch you know just not because they actually mean it but and I have a friend of mine on Facebook who I know for a fact and, and, and she'll even say this she'll post some shit out there just to watch all the controversy and shit and sit, sit back and, and laugh and watch all you know watch all uh, the bullshit Some people
0: dance watch soap operas
3: dance. <laughs> yeah.
2: so,
0: some people watch soap operas other people just watch social media
2: yes and they just create the drama and then sit back and eat their popcorn as they're reading all the responses and everybody losing their shit. I know people that go in there and they will they will say something on somebody's post that has like a lot of friends or something. They'll say something totally fucked up on the post. Wait till a bunch of people reply to it and then they go delete their their post. It makes no sense what everybody was bitching about. Jesus, I've
0: yeah, seen people so, do that. Yeah, I've actually been one places- who's I haven't I haven't done it on purpose, but I've posted things and I got a bunch of negative responses. I you know fuck this shit. I deleted my my initial comment. You know. Because I yeah. wasn't expecting that kind of uh, that kind of uh, the
1: headache, yeah, the headache that
2: comes with it. it that like, kind of blowback. It yeah. was it was it was yeah. a
0: fleeting comment kind of thing. It wasn't like something I thought too deeply on. I just said what I said, and then people Who got, got upset. And I'm like, oh my god, guys! It was a it was a stupid comment. I didn't mean anything personal by it. What the fuck?
1: Yeah, but goes when I get there. Hope I get you know more days, but we'll see how yeah. this goes. But. Um, let's talk about one more thing, and that is what we are binge-watching. binge-watching, binge-watching.
0: Oh, dude, I've, I've, this last week and a half, I've been watching a show on, I think it's on, it's on Paramount Plus. It's called Awkward. It was an MTV scripted comedy, drama, whatever. And starts Mm -hmm. off fresh or sophomore year of high school with this girl. And it just, all this, all this shit happens to this poor girl. And it's like everything she everything that happens she's like, nope, that's okay, whatever, and then just kind of moves on. But then it starts to become like more like a like a like a teenage sitcom or not sitcom, uh, uh, um soap opera because it's like the the drama between the different cliques and the drama between the different groups of people. And there's that one person who's like an asshole to everyone, but she still has friends, and. Uh, you know so yeah it's it's been an interesting show i'm i'm i think i'm on to like season 5 now so
2: oh wow oh wow
1: is that be- damn i've never heard of this show yeah well, i i have like seen i've seen already? i've okay.
0: i've seen well i don't know if it's still going or not but it's it's uh i mean the first season started like 2014 i think 2015 so okay. But uh, yeah, I've, I've been watching it. Th- and Then uh, tonight, I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch it as soon as we're done recording here. I'm gonna watch the uh, season premiere of Night Court.
2: Yes, I've heard of that. Oh, I'm really kind of thinking.
0: I
1: just I... read the reviews on it. Not good, I'm, huh? I'm good. I'm gonna watch it. Um, oh, yeah, and I. They were just like, yeah. I, I read the reviews on. It. I, I actually saw. The uh, Melissa Roush on the View while I was while I was uh, on the run, and uh, you know her talking about the show and whatnot, and it, you know it was cool, but uh, I don't know. I like Night Court. I, I would watch it. I, I've always liked Night Court, but I don't know. I mean, I just want it to be, if anything, just as or better than the original. Which right. Is probably a stretch because I think in order for you to do something like that, you would probably have to have writers that are like that old, and who could. You know these new writers nowadays. It's like, okay, yeah, you know, I don't know, but but I, I would watch it. It I, looks like it would be a fun watch.
0: I also watched the first two alp- the first two episodes of Velma, and um, I'm reserving my my uh, judgment of it until I see a few more episodes, because it's it's oh, not starting okay. very good.
1: You know, what? I've heard that it was a pretty slow start.
0: Very slow. I mean, the first two episodes are already up on on HBO Max. And um, I, I have zero problem with the 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 ethnic changes of of the characters. Don't care. It's just that's how it, I always saw her. It, it just it's well the the only person who hasn't changed was Fred. The only thing that they, that's different about him is he's kind of stupid, you know, and a lot oh. a lot more dumb than he was in the original series. In the, in the original series, he was the guy that came up with a lot of the plans to catch the monsters and shit. And this, he's yeah. This is before was they're a pretty
1: sharp. He was a pretty sharp
0: character. And this he's kind of a stupid like uh, you know, rich kid who, you know, he's there's okay, a scene I'm where not. you're watching you him getting... eat food and he's like, "Uh, cleanies." And he throws his hands up in the air like he's a little toddler, you know, and asking for uh for someone to clean him up cuz he's got like smuts on his face or whatever. But uh yeah,
1: don't don't do that to the classics. Don't don't come on. Yeah. That's a legendary character. You're fucking with. It's a fifty-two
0: yeah. year old character. Yeah. So I mean, I'm gonna give it a few more episodes before I say yay or nay on it. I say if you haven't watched it, um, watch it with just you know, no expectations. Don't expect anything good or bad from it. You know, you just, it's again, it's only the first two episodes in season episode three. I think doesn't drop until. Um, I think Monday or Tuesday, so, and, uh, yes, it's, uh, so, uh, Velma is East Indian played by Mandy K- Kaling or King whatever her name is. Mindy Kaling? Yeah. Uh, Mindy Kaling. and then, uh, uh, Daphne is, is, uh, I think Chinese or Japanese and, uh, oh, and, wow. Okay. And, uh, Norville, as he's called in this show, Shaggy is black and there's no scooby at least not yet
1: okay
0: so i mean Uh, and that's that's that's, i think what people have been complaining the most about is is uh, just it's a slow start um i haven't seen anybody bitching about the, the ethnic changes of the characters i i if anything that makes the characters a little bit more interesting i think but it's it's really different from the original series, and it's different from any other version of the series. So,
2: well, it ain't it is it's well it it is about Velma, but it, it ain't if, if there ain't no Scooby, I'm not interested.
0: I I'm I really hoping I'm really hoping that there is going to be a Scooby at some point. I mean, um,
2: I, think, I think they're going to
1: wait till enough people bitch about it. They're going to be like, okay, now let's add him into the story now. Probably,
0: yeah. um, but I mean. As far as the, the, the voice actors, they're all different. They're, nobody from the, any of the other versions of Scooby-Doo is in there, with the exception of Frank Welker. He plays the father who of Fred, and he's been Fred since 1969. This is, I think, maybe the second or third time he's not been Fred in an animated version of Scooby. Huh. But yeah, I haven't heard any. I haven't recognized anybody else's voices. I would imagine they're probably gonna get some uh, appearances from like uh, Greg Delisle and, and Matthew Lillard at some point, playing other characters. Maybe like uh, Russell Peters is in it. He plays the dad of Velma. So, um, <laughs> 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 uh. so beyond that, there's I mean, not many cast- other. That,
1: that's that's still a good casting.
0: It's not a bad cast, honestly. It's just I, The story is kind of weak starting off in the first two episodes.
1: Well, I have been binge-watching, and I couldn't sleep last night because I was in so much pain. Um, so I binge-watched season two and season three of Rocco's Modern Life. Rocco's <laughs> Modern Life, sung by the <laughs> B-52s. Right. Um, I love this show. I grew up watching this show. And as an adult, as I'm watching this show, I'm like, wait a minute. They got away with this? Um you'd be surprised what you, you know, what
0: I d- you I didn't watch that show
1: learn, regularly, but I, I did see it. But there's a lot, I mean, there's a lot of stuff where I'm just like, wait a minute, this was was this meant for me? Uh <laughs> it's I love the show. I've been I've been binge watching the hell out of it along with um Bob's Burgers. I'm on like the Fifteenth season of that show. I've just been really kind of going through. Fifteen? Like Is there culture. really fifteen
0: seasons of Bob's Burgers?
1: Hold on, maybe I miss. As a matter of fact, I think I miss book Oh, I, I think it's like season ten. Sorry. Okay, I was going to
0: say I didn't think it's. I don't think it's been around yeah. that long, but maybe it has. I'm sorry.
1: I'll, I'll, I'm thinking American Dad. I'm on the fourteenth season of that, going on to the fifteenth. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I've just been kind of just not really. I mean, when it's funny, I was when I was in my hotel. Usually my go-to shows in my hotel is like Law and Order of any of any type and and South Park like those are like my go-to shows. So like I am there and I'm watch and I'm like, "Oh, this is a break from the cartoons that I watch now. Uh, somebody getting assaulted, you know, <laughs> and they're trying to solve the case." But uh yeah, so I'm that's I'll probably be on that kind of trip till maybe the end of the uh, the month. But, yep, those are the shows that I'm binge-watching.
0: What's funny is that the guy who voices Rocco, Carlos Ellis Rocky, he's, uh, he's on Reno 911, but he's also the Taco wow. Bell dog. Yep.
1: And he's actually been to the Tacoma Comedy Club, I believe. Yeah, recently, too, I think. Yeah, I I, I, didn't, I didn't even know he was a comedian, but I guess most actors are. Okay, guys. Well, uh, ready to wrap this bad boy up? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, this oh, has honey. been our—
2: Totally, totally blipped past me, didn't you? Yeah, she hasn't done hers yet.
3: I thought.
0: Oh, (sighs) oh, oh. Marianne Riley. Um,
1: first of all, (laughs) (laughs) I (laughs) apologize profusely. That. Okay, we're gonna edit that in post. That didn't happen. (laughs) No, I am
0: not uh, editing (laughs) shit, dude. I'm leaving that in. (laughs) (laughs)
3: So, you know, because look,
2: Javale really is cute.
1: I, I knew she I, I knew she was tired and she's probably like, okay, I'm ready to go to bed or whatever. I'm <laughs> sorry. Um, Marianne Riley, um, what have you been binge-watching? We are very
0: interested. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm
0: sorry. That's too uh, no, we are- it,
2: would be, it would be so <laughs> much worse if I actually had anything that I've been binge-watching. Um, I, I actually haven't. Uh, I caught up on 1923, which is a prequel to Yellowstone, but it it is, um, uh, I would have to say that the prequel that they had, the first prequel was 1883. It was, eh, But 1923 is absolutely badass. I'm hooked, addicted. I cannot wait for the next episode to come out because it is just full of action. Harrison Ford does a phenomenal job. Phenomenal job. And he's playing just the best, he's the best character. He's absolutely. I couldn't find a uh, think of a better actor to play this this part. And then um, Helen Mirren plays his wife, uh, and she does an amazing job as well. So, but it's just it's it's got some different stories that are in it, like kind of layers of the story, and it's 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 brilliant, um, brilliantly written. I I'm I'm a huge fan. Um, the other thing is I haven't really been watching. I, there's some movies that I've been waiting to to come out on Netflix, and I just saw the the commercials, and I cannot wait to go see uh, on Netflix. You people, you people, oh, and man. it has. Have you seen the commercials?
0: I it? saw the commercial I, for it, and I just I, I'm I'm like, dude, shut up, just just stop talking, just, just, just stop. I think it's be
2: awkwardly hilarious. I think it's oh, funny. And I think it's be good. Uh, the other thing yeah. is just. That's coming out, guys. I don't know if you guys saw. I, I missed, I absolutely missed the preview for this during uh, the, the game the other oh, night. During but... the game, I saw it. And what the, do you think? The, Man-
1: the Mandalorian Season 3. Yes. Uh, um, I think that, uh, well, it was, I was like, okay. I mean, I'm going to watch it. It looks very interesting.
0: I need to rewatch it on my uh, TV because I think there's some details I probably missed. But I'm very excited to see it. That's part of the reason why I have I I might, this back here.
2: I I might have to um pull up the like I said pull it up on TV and watch it on the big screen watch the the because I missed it so I know that it's out there now on YouTube yeah. so I can watch it yeah so other than that I'm being boring uh, nope not, I just happened. saw
0: today that the among the people that are going to be at Emerald City Comic Con this year. Uh, is going to be the uh, queen of the Mandalorians, um, um, Katie Sackhoff.
1: Katie nice. going to be there. So. Oh, I like her.
0: Yeah. And a bunch of other people. So I, I'm, I'm thinking that as it gets closer to, to March, I may end up trying to get myself a ticket.
2: So. Yeah. We need to figure out how to get our asses in there and do interviews with people. Yeah. I'm... Even the people the street that would be a really good thing we could even interview people as they're they're there as they come out from visit you know seeing celebrities or something like that just to get their take on things and well you
0: know if we go we can we can just go not in an official capacity but we can go as con goers and just interview people I mean, yeah we, we wouldn't be able it's to go good. talk to the celebrities yeah. or anything but you know we can yeah, talk to the
2: necessarily celebrities i want to talk to people in costume i want to talk to people who are there who are there to see celebrities i want to talk to you know different people and kind of get like have some different questions for them and have this i would i would love to ask them some different questions about their their take on on the celebrity that they just met and pay you know Ask them questions like, "How much did you pay?" To, to, you know, can I ask, "How much did you? How much did you pay? Why did you pay that much money?" You know, what about this person makes you want to? You know, and stuff like that. Yeah. Just different. Aspects yeah, of different I mean,
1: questions. I I'm hoping to be at this con. Uh, I'm making a uh, making moves so I can uh, be able to go to this con. But like like Silas said last week, you know, we're uh, media, you know, and they love it, you know. And, so
2: and. Let's let's talk. Let's be let's be real. We can cross promotion with them and get more listeners.
3: Yeah. Have
2: business business cards that we hand out to people. Not about you. If you want to, you know, check it out. Here's you can hear us. It's going to be airing on this time, and you can check out your interview. Have your friends and people have them listen.
0: Yeah. Could do live streams uh, from our phones at the convention too.
2: Yeah.
1: Or even take our, yeah, our laptops. Yeah, they're not they're not going to be like new,
0: no. you know. I'm okay? not bringing my laptop to con because <laughs> you have to carry it all damn day.
1: Yeah, and and that's a lot of walking. Oh god. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh,
2: you know, oh, you guys don't know how. It's walking. a lot. Huh? Really, I'm not walking at all.
1: Oh, I well that's because we don't have scooters, and yeah. I have like half have half a leg right i have a yeah. leg and a half that i'm trying to you know get recuperated so well um, to if place, i'm gonna be doing it
2: i have three scooters
0: you have three now when did you get
3: yeah, another
1: one? But,
2: my husband got one
1: but even though it's like, it's like i that. picture myself in a scooter and i would just be ramming little kids on purpose. She's
2: like get out of my way.
1: <laughs> be
0: get like,
2: out of my I'd be, way. I'd be, like
1: a, I'd be like a, I'd be like a skinny Cartman starting shit at Comic Con.
2: Here's what Jamal's really saying. I'm too skinny and too
1: young and too manly to be caught dead in a scooter. <laughs> that is like, that's exactly what the fuck I'm saying. I know. <laughs> well,
0: I and then know. the other, <laughs> the other exactly thing, Marianne was, after how how many hours do those things go for? Are we going to be having well, like, to park for two hours to let it charge up?
2: It goes for like six hours. Okay. They go for a long time. On a full charge, hell yeah. I've spent can the you, entire uh, day at the zoo.
1: And you uh, park it near one of those Tesla
0: uh, Dude, yes, chargers? Dude, right. do you have any <laughs> idea how hard it's going f- to be handy. to find a place to charge one of those things? Because everyone is already jacked in into those things with their phones charging up. Because there's oh. only so many places to charge anything. So, yeah. But, yeah, that'd be awesome.
2: Yeah.
0: Running around in scooters.
2: Yep, they're a lot of fun.
0: Oh, I know. I, I, used, I used one when I was at Disneyland uh, last year. So. And you
2: realize how amazing that was that you could actually, you enjoyed the time that you had there, that you weren't, like, half dead. I wasn't, For like, me, I can't.
0: dragging ass just to get to the next thing, yeah.
2: After my last car accident, I cannot, I can't be on my feet walking that long. I just can't. Mm. And I'd be miserable. And, you know, like I said, heavy, when we we finally got his MRI results and they want to do surgery, they, the doctor's like, so can we do some surgery? And he's like, fuck no, you're cutting into me because he has three blown discs in his back and from his, his, that's related to his service disability. So, and they, they straight up told him, even if you lose a bunch of weight, it's not going to do anything to help your back. It's your back Mm -hmm. is fucked. So, and he's already, he's like, I will never let him cut on my back. And plus it's, it's right there next to his spinal cord. He goes, hell no. Not just no, but no. Yeah. So yeah, we have, we have a walker, we have a cane for him and we have the mobile scooters. And so hell, I need one just to keep up with him. He goes tearing off, flying around. I'm like, I'd be running behind
0: him. I just, I haven't seen him riding one of those things. Does he look like, does he look like King Cooper in the, in Mario Kart?
2: Oh, it's hilarious. <laughs> it is hilarious to watch him cruise around in one. Wait, and is I, that Bowser?
0: That's what I meant, huh? Bowser. That's what I meant, Bowser. Oh, okay. That's what I meant, Bowser. You know, cause he's a giant, he's a giant guy in a little tiny little scooter, little, little go-kart.
1: You would have been right with Donkey Kong too.
0: Yeah, I didn't want. I, I didn't wasn't thinking like that. I was just thinking of the 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 uh the giant turtle guy was a you know the one played but the one that's played but
2: here's here's the reality when you get on one of the mobile scooters and you cruise around, especially when you look young, you just like you you just look like a fat fuck who can't walk. Okay, let's be honest. That's like, what we look like. Lazy. You just look like fat fucks who can't walk, and we're too fucking lazy to do it. But you know what? Who gives a shit? I don't know these people who are judging me. Fuck off! You right? Know? You have no. I, you don't know my story,
0: dude. I, I was, I, I was having but so Jamal much fun still on this Twitter.
2: Jamal's single, and Jamal still wants to get laid.
3: So there's no
2: way Jamal yeah. will be cruising around unless he had a cast on his foot that people could visibly see that he was injured. If they can't see his injury, there's no way
0: Jamal, So Jamal, Jamal, you gotta get yourself Ryan. you gotta get yourself a boot for your foot. Is what she's saying.
3: That's
1: what you gotta oh do. <laughs> I got I got these fucking ace bandages that I just wrap up. But no, it's like I I I, I don't know. Like I don't. It's not that I, I fear weakness. It's just I don't want this to be. You know, my my biggest fear is that I'm like this is probably going to be permanent. You know, and it's. It's like, yeah, Ugh, I, don't know. I don't. I don't want that. I but, legit you
0: know, like, looked at those yeah. things every time I went to like Safeway or something, even if my back was giving me shit. Like, I'm never gonna get one of those things, because as soon as I start relying on those, then I'm gonna only be using those. I'm yeah. never gonna get off get like, off uh, the scooter.
1: Like, I went to I went to go get my MRI, well, some of my MRIs last night, and they put me. It's like a standing MRI thing, and then I had to sit while they did my, my back and. I was sitting for like 15 minutes and I was just, I they give you like this little squeeze emergency ball thing. So if you stood they could cut kind of, and I was like, I'm in so much pain. I've been sitting down for a very long time. And she was like, well, we're, we're almost done. We're going to try to get this done. And she's like, fuck, can you sit there for five minutes? And I'm like, I'll try. And I'm just biting my bottom uh, lip. It was, uh, it was painful. Um, just to be just to, just to do that. But, um, I I do plan on getting all of my strength back and be at one hundred percent. This is this is not how I decline.
2: Okay, so keep in mind it and as speaking from as somebody who's had those seven accidents, um, and you've had a lot of accidents too, though. You've you've been beat the fuck up, and so it takes it takes at least a year. It's gonna take. Are you going to like like a chiropractor?
3: no I'm time, going no
1: I go to orthopedic specialist and we do physical therapy
2: okay.
1: so yeah. and then uh, luckily my my hotel had a gym so I was able to the, the physical therapy that I do at the spot that I go to I did it at the gym so um so I could kind of yeah I, I then in. I've been and I've been kind of working out at home too so it's almost like it's four days of four days a week of physical therapy, even though it's like two, but I kind of take it easy on the other days that I'm not going. But I'm really trying my best to kind of get back into full shape and do what they tell me because, you know, like I said, I'm not, I don't think this is, I hope it's not permanent, but the pains that I've been getting lately, um, I've been taking sleeping pills just to kind of sleep through it.
3: Yeah. Wow.
1: Um, If I'm not taking my muscle, I mean, my muscle relaxer kind of knocks me out, but, um, and then I bought marijuana uh cannabis gummies so i'll just eat that and pass out and i won't feel a thing for a long time so that god that feels so good um
3: Uh, but yeah
1: so just i've been i've been doing edibles just to you know keep the pain away yeah no so uh but you know it's uh again it's a it's a process it's a working process It, it could have been a lot worse than it is and i'm glad it's not I'm glad I don't have to be under a knife or anything like that. Yeah. But like I said, what I'm really waiting for the most is for my doctors to tell me, oh, to let me know that I'm ready to go back, and with the confidence of going back without you know re injuring something or anything like that. I just want to go. I really just want to go back to work. Yeah. Sitting at home sucks. Yeah. Especially it does. Especially when you're. <laughs> it, it it sucks, and I I'm having a hard time remembering which doctor to go to on which day i got like so many doctor's appointments that i can't even keep up so yeah uh doctors lawyers insurance companies i gotta direct one person one group of people to talk to another group hey talk to my lawyer just talk to my lawyer i'm they they know what my needs are because i specifically explain to them what i want what i don't want so you talk to them i'm just gonna focus on getting better and getting less stressed out. Yeah.
2: Well, um, it, it it's a it is definitely a journey. It's it really is and it is definitely a marathon, not a sprint. So yeah. it it takes time.
1: I just didn't th- I really didn't think it was going to take this long and the reason why it did take this long is being that this accident happened like handled, happened during the holiday almost during the holidays the 13th uh 11 12 days before Christmas. Uh it was hard for me to get a doctor.
2: It's hard to be it seen. It's, see. it's barely been a month.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. It has. It's
2: barely been a month. And it's going to take. So, this is one of those things. That's why I was asking if you were going to a chiropractor. Because t- typically, what would happen in this situation is that a chiropractor would see you three times a week, three, maybe four times. They would see you three times a week and they would make those adjustments and they would assess you. And then they would uh, do that for a few. Uh, like two to three months, see you for three times a week, about maybe two months. It depends on how you're feeling. And then they adjust it to twice a week, then once a week, and then every other week, and then once a month, and then boom. And so this is that's typically how it happens. And the reason why I say a chiropractor is just because me who does uh, workman's comp claims, that's one of the things that when I was doing a lot of my research and, and dif- the different um, seminars and stuff that I've gone to, they've talked about how chiropractor, when you go to a chiropractor after an injury, it actually helps your body heal faster. Um, mm-hmm. And that's because most of the time they don't do something like physical therapy. They don't manipulate. It's usually, they throw pills at you and they look at you and poke you and say, yeah, you know, there's nothing I can do. And they wait till something surgical. They, they're not more proactive in modern medicine. Whereas with chiropractor, they actually do those adjustments. They do, and they find out where those spots are at. And then they right. also will do massage. They will do, and usually they don't do massage this early. They wait till at least it's been a month or two months before they start massage therapy to help get all that stuff. So it's, it's one of those things that I know that you 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 want to be able to, but you're, you're looking at this as a, as Six months to a year ordeal before you're back to where you were. Yeah. That and that's just kind of those realities. Did they ever find the person who did the hit and run? No. No, of
1: course not. I doubt they will. No. Well at least I yeah, at least I I mean, I guess no well, nobody got killed. Yeah. Uh and I don't know how far they traced the license plate and everything, but uh maybe the car was stolen I don't know I don't know the details of the vehicle but I don't think that the cops are really going to invest a lot of time in it only because nobody got killed yeah they,
3: yeah so There's that's just kinda, too much to play yeah
1: yeah so. it's
2: not, it's not a, you know it's not a good excuse but it's just a reality so
1: yeah and i've and I've come to terms... I'm now coming to terms with that you know it sucks it's really you know but Now it's like, I'm not worried because it's like, okay, well, of course it happened and it happened to me. And it's like, okay, now I just have to deal with it and just focus, refocus my, uh, just refocus on getting better instead of just worried about where the fuck is this guy. And if they do find him, put me in a room with them. Yeah. I'll fight him in a condition that I'm in now, uh, just to prove a point. (laughs) Yeah,
3: Yeah, exactly. Before, um,
0: we, before we go, I do want to say uh, tomorrow I'm going to be recording my fifth episode of my new podcast, Our Talent Podcast oh, no. Extraordinaire. So people are – if you guys want to hear what I'm saying with these other two guys, uh, you can uh, – I'll I'll post a link on the Facebook page. You guys can go follow Yeah, and, yeah, and
2: absolutely, you know – Listen to cousin Todd in a different kind of format.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, we'll have to have you guys on the podcast when Jamal's in town. We record at the Civic Theater. Be...
2: Oh. Well, there you go. Some place that Jamal's familiar with. Yeah. All right, uh, Jamal.
1: All right, guys. Uh thank you for listening, ladies and gentlemen. That has been our broadcast. Uh thank you to of course Marianne, cousin Todd, and for those of you who have been listening. And, uh, yep. Yeah. Oh, well, remember me, uh, please remember that, uh, that, uh, as Marianne always say, make good choices. Yay. <laughs> and as I always say, whenever you bitch and moan about something that has nothing to do with you, just remember it's because it's not about you. That's
3: right.
0: <laughs> remember, if you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to rate review and tell a friend. Thanks for tuning into another episode of It's Not About You with Jamal, Marianne, and Cousin Todd. Be sure to check them out on all their social medias at Not About You Pod.